everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast. Uh, so Aurora and I are super happy, excited you guys are listening, tuning in today. Um, so thank you for that. We are, we did want to mention that, you know, we are, again, official travel agents specializing in Disney, Universal, Royal Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, Sandals Resort. Uh, so, you know, feel free to reach out to us for your next set of magical memories. We'd love to help you out uh, with that. And, uh, yeah, our information will be below in the details of the podcast. So uh, we're going to get into the NBA. I know we've talked a ton about, you know, football and some different things with sports, college college athletics recently. But uh, wanted to touch on the NBA. I know we haven't talked about it all that much recently. But to me, it just felt like there hasn't been that much news. It really felt like that. Uh, it, you know, to me, the, the news has not been there um, for the NBA because things are pretty much going how we anticipated. Now, yeah, there may be surprises that other people thought were on the way. But for us, we've been watching things, we've been seeing things, and it's like, you know, this isn't, I mean, what's, what is, you know, surprising about any of this? You know, it's all kind of going to chalk. But I understand there are some surprises here that have popped up for different people, and we we probably should touch on that. Um, as well as just some things that have come up in the NBA. First off, you know, we've been huge uh, the entire year, if you go back and listen to previous podcasts about the experiments that have been done in Brooklyn this year. Um, and I say experiments because I feel like when you're doing a ton of trades and moving things around and you're testing things um, to kind of match other teams and stuff like that and what they're doing, it, it's an experiment. You're, you're doing it to see how it goes, right? And so Brooklyn did that uh, with their big three, right? And then uh, Los Angeles Lakers did that with their big three right well here's the thing guys i'm just going to tell you is you know let's talk lakers here genie bus has come out and she said that she's not happy she's not satisfied with the fact that they have the fourth highest payroll in the nba um and they didn't even make the playoffs look genie i'm sorry to tell you but look at the other teams above you okay the other teams above you in the uh payroll department is the golden state warriors who arguably great that like not arguably, but that that's a great team. Okay, great organization. All right, they pay their guys, and, and they're they're getting production from it. The other two teams that are above you is Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, neither of those teams made the playoffs either. Um, both of them had players that didn't really commit and the big stars that were sitting on their benches uh, while they were trying to make a playoff run. So, just to let you know, you're not alone out there. There are other teams that are doing this. Now, yeah, you're going to sit there and say, oh, we're the Los Angeles Lakers. We're a step above. We should be better. Okay, then actually be better because right now you're following trend with these other teams. Look at the teams below that. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, all made the playoffs. That's the Bucks, Jazz, Philadelphia 76ers, Miami Heat, Denver, Nuggets, okay? Um, Boston Celtics is number 11. The Timberwolves are number 12. Phoenix is 13. But here's the kicker, guys. Look all the way down at Memphis, 29th in the league in payroll. Memphis is doing a fantastic job. If you want to try and have a, a great organization and a great team moving forward, if you're the Lakers, you should look at what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing right now with their roster and try and go that route. Because what you're doing is you're trying to match the success that you've seen other teams have, like the Golden State Warriors, for example, when they had the big three with Kevin Durant. Here's the thing. I'll just tell you right now, guys. Um, the era of the big three, it's tired and it's over. 
in the NBA. I know everybody talks about, oh, they need another guy. This guy needs help. He needs another star to go with him. Everybody's saying you need to look for that big three. Okay, I'm just telling you, that's not going to happen. This trend started, well, this, this version of the big three started with... Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, when they all when they all kind of sacrificed together and said, you know what, we want to win a title, we're going to come together and do this, um, theirs was kind of organic. Each of those players kind of organically found their way. It wasn't something where they were demanding trades. They were forcing themselves out. Like, it was naturally happening and organic. They were all veterans who were buying in to a common goal, and that allowed the team to have the assets to go get other players around them to make that be a championship-level team. Prior to that, it was duos. Tracy McGrady and Yao, Shaq and Kobe, Shaq and D-Wade. Like, you know, think about that. That's how things were trending. And yeah, you're going to have those outliers. You're going to have those one-off performances like Dirk Nowitzki winning a title, and, and he was the main guy. Um, granted, he had, he had great help around him too. But unlike, you know, they were unlike the, the, the big three we talked about with Allen, Pierce, and Garnett, very much unlike James Wade and Bosch in Miami. Paul Griffin Jordan in in the Clippers. And and the list will go on and on. The other one that was organically done was the San Antonio Spurs big three. Okay? That was organically done because it was grown within the franchise. You didn't even go out to other franchises and get other players from other places. So the problem is, over the years, for a team like the Lakers, Jeannie Buss and a lot of owners have looked at it and said, oh, our cap space goes up. As the revenue goes up, our cap goes up, we're getting more money. Okay, we can go get more players. Sorry, guys. The amount of talent in the league is still the same. You still got the same amount of talented guys in the league. It's not like because you've got more money, you can buy more talent in the world. Sorry, that's just not how it works. And I would argue there's less talent out there because so many of these guys are lazy. They come in the league and just rely on their athleticism and what they did in high school or what they did in college. And they don't try to get better. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But... That's the problem here is that teams think, oh, well, we'll just go out and buy more guys. Okay, fine. You can go do that. Go do that. Go go spend a bunch of money on, you know, three superstar guys, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. And then when they don't fit together on the court because you didn't let the, let the team organically come together, what's going to happen? You're going to get beat. You're going to have a better team that has one superstar in the Memphis Grizzlies and they're running circles around your team right now from how they're playing. Today's players, at least from the U.S., coming from the U.S. stock of players, they're very soft. They're very soft. They're very lazy. They're too sensitive, okay? And you want to invest all this money in those guys because you have the hype and all this stuff. But here's the thing. Even the veterans in the league are starting to get that way, okay? Russell Westbrook, he's too sensitive. He hears people call his name West Brick, and he makes a big thing out of it i'm sorry they used to call bill lambeer very worse things they used to call michael jordan very worse things when he went up against opponents okay get over it you're too sensitive you're too soft when it comes to these things you got to get some thicker skin i mean my gosh you're playing for the los angeles lakers what are you gonna do you've got to just suck it up right look at these teams though that have done this okay that have went out and said, you know what, we're going to go trade and we're going to go get a big stud, a big star, and put the other stars around them and make this happen. Look, LeBron James is not the type of player who can go win it on his own anymore. 
We know that. We are past that. If that was the case, the Lakers would still be on top. They're not on top. They have two star players, or arguably star players, okay, beside LeBron James, and they still didn't win. Why is that? That's because you got guys who didn't mix with him, and you got guys who didn't buy in. You got guys who aren't hardworking and willing to do what they need to do to win games right now. Russell Westbrook is content. He doesn't care. He doesn't have expectations. He said that when he went to L.A. He doesn't have expectations. He never had expectations. If that's the case, you're not hungry anymore. You're not hungry. You don't care about winning a championship. So why did they bring you in? It didn't make sense. And that was LeBron James's decision. So, mm, Jeannie Buss, maybe you need to stop listening to LeBron. Look at the Nets. They brought in James Harden. They brought in Kyrie Irving. Okay, this is a huge issue because guess what? You had one guy give you, you know, great play for half the season. And then the other guy give you good play for half the season for half the games. Uh, all in all, you got guys who aren't buying in. You got guys who don't care. They're not putting their time on the court, their effort to be a part of a team. Look at the Sixers. James Harden gave up in the second half last night, and they're out of the playoffs now because he just decided to whine and cry about not getting enough shots in the first half and Joel Embiid taking too much shot. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. He took two shots in the second half, two shots from your superstar player you brought in. That is inexcusable. Inexcusable. So, Los Angeles Lakers, take a take a look at what happened to the Sixers in the playoffs. To me, that's more embarrassing than getting than not making the playoffs. Because you get there and you literally have a guy show that he doesn't care and show that he can he will give up on you. On national television in the playoffs, that's a heck of a lot worse than not making the playoffs and not having, you know, your pants pulled down in front of everybody around the world, okay? Which is what happened for the Sixers. All right. Look at the highest base salary players if you're the 76ers. Curry, Wall, Curry, Harden, Wall, and Westbrook. Okay? Westbrook and Harden both make that list. The only person there that, you know, arguably has a great team still is Steph Curry. But here's the difference. Look at that team and how it was built. Yeah, they have the highest payroll in the league, but they have it for a reason. They keep their core guys there. They pay their core guys and they build them organically within the organization. Yeah, they brought Kevin Durant in to help him out for one season. And you know what? He left. And when he left, the team is just as good without him. Because you can keep adding talent all you want, but there's only so many points, so many shots that can be taken, so many possessions that you get. You keep adding too much talent, and you don't have enough to go around. And then it's not organic basketball. It's all one-on-one. -on -one. It's easy to defend. It's easy to lock in and game plan and strategize against. That's what you've got going against you, Genie Bus. You got LeBron James, who's a great mind in the game. He's a great player in the game. And you got Anthony Davis, who wants to do his thing, his way. Doesn't want to beat and bang in the paint. I'm sorry, you're over seven foot tall. Shut up and get in the paint. Why does he get hurt all the time? He gets, he gets hurt all the time because he needs to play a big man, but he wants to play out on the wing. He wants to take shots. He wants to be all mobile and all this crap. Well, I'm sorry, but your body's not really built that way. And you're trying to play a way that your body doesn't want. You're going to go against that? Okay, fine. You're going to get hurt over and over. Okay. You got Russell Westbrook, who is just, he's not hungry. He's not hungry. He doesn't care. He is a guy that has to be a ball hog. He's a guy that has to have the ball in his hands all the time to be effective. And that's what we really have to look at is effectiveness here, guys. Effectiveness. How are you effective? And if you are a player on a team, you can be a superstar all day. But if you're not effective for that team, it's not going to help you. James Harden is not effective 
unless he is the go-to guy. Russell Westbrook is not effective unless he is the go-to guy. All right, you can't put them on teams and have other guys around them that aren't willing to buy in. Okay, Oklahoma City Thunder with Paul George and Russell Westbrook was a better team because Paul George is willing to buy in. He's willing to take a step back to someone else. And that team was better than the Lakers are this year. But that's why. So when you look at it, stop trying to win right away. Stop trying to win right now. You have a star player that understands the game very well in LeBron James. If I was you, I would move Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. I would find a couple teams that are willing to take them on. If I'm a team, I don't want them on my team. But maybe some teams are desperate enough to put some butts in seats. Look at some teams that are, are, you know, really at the low end of the totem pole right now when it comes to talent and whatnot. You know, Oklahoma City, maybe they'll take somebody. Hey, we ain't going to take Russell Westbrook, I'll tell you that. But maybe you can get them to take Anthony Davis. Orlando might be willing to take a player, okay? Maybe you can get Damian Lillard moving. Maybe you can get Portland to get to, to let Damian Lillard go, okay? And maybe you can have Portland bring in, um, you know, a Russell Westbrook or an Anthony Davis and, and move Damian Lillard to... Los Angeles, because LeBron James, I believe at this point in his career, is willing to defer to somebody else. He is willing to let other guys around him do what they need to do. I don't think he did early in his career, and he stunted some other players' growth. But I think he's ready for that now, because he knows he needs that to win now. So, need to make it happen. Don't sit there and complain about the highest payroll when you're the one who has put all these players there, and you don't realize from other teams' mistakes, this isn't going to work. Okay? It isn't going to work. Look at the other thing we'll mention here real quick. I know we talked about it before. U.S. players on the podcast, or U.S. players in the NBA right now, you got guys who aren't hungry. They're lazy. They're guys that they they just went to college just to get their money. And you got all these guys in college right now who – transfer portal transfer portal you got a guy at university of miami who's like i want to go to another school unless my uh nil sponsors pay me more you know what if i'm an nba team i don't care if he looks like the best prospect since lebron james next year i'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole i will never want to draft him because this guy only cares about money and he's showing it right now okay all these nil transfers and all this crap these guys are showing they don't care. They only care about the money because that's what NBA players have been showing to them at the professional level. And what happens? These guys aren't hungry. They get their money, they get what they want, and they're done. Russell Westbrook, that's how he is right now. He's not hungry anymore. James Harden, he didn't look hungry last night, that's for sure. He didn't look like he needed to get a title. Second half, he was gone, disappeared. Okay, so he didn't look hungry. Look at... The Golden State Warriors, because to me, the Golden State Warriors are the epitome, like, not the epitome, they are the upper echelon and the exact right way to do it right when it comes to roster building and spending the most amount of money with the best effect, okay? They have a team that has the top core of their players that's been together for over five seasons now. They are all together. They are the highest paid team in the league, but they are that way because they keep their core intact, and the core is not one guy. It's the team that plays well together. Klay Thompson plays really well off Steph Curry. Draymond Green helps Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in their efficiency with his passing and the way the floor gets spacing. 
okay? He, he does a phenomenal job with that. Draymond Green would not be as effective on another team. Klay Thompson would not be as effective on another team. Neither would Steph Curry. They know this. They buy in together because they are a team together. They care about each other. They love each other out there in Golden State. And those guys will stay effective players together. You don't get that very often. And they are looking like a dynasty. To me, they look like the San Antonio Spurs back when they had Duncan Ginobili Parker. All guys willing to sacrifice. All guys willing to do what they need to do to keep the core together. And be able to compete and win every year. They don't want to yell for trades. They don't want to whine and cry about money. They're not. You never heard Steph Curry sit there and say, "I want out of Golden State." Never happened. But look at these other U.S. players. You know, look at who you got right now. You got James Harden. You got Kawhi Leonard. You got Kyrie Irving. You got Ben Simmons. You got Anthony Davis. All people who whine and complain. They yell for trades. They want to be traded. They they sit out games. They don't put up. They don't put out effort at games i mean we've seen plenty of times james harden doesn't put effort on the court okay last night in the second half is an example of that we've seen plenty of times ben simmons hasn't put effort on the court he's going to do it for brooklyn too when he gets pissed off because kyrie irving and kevin durant's getting too much limelight and he's getting bad press oh he's, he's going to sit and do the same thing guys these are who these guys are it's their character makeup you can't change that you can change a guy's jump shot you can make a guy get better with free throws. You can't change a, the character of someone. These are adults when they come in the league. They're adults when they leave college. And if they leave college too early and they are impressionable, they're leaving too early because they're making the wrong decisions because they're all about that money and that's all they care about. You can't change them once they get in the league. Their character is their character. A guy like Joel Embiid who does care, a guy like Joel Embiid who is an anchor for your team, he's not going to do it for you by himself when you bring in James Harden you're depleting the assets around him you're depleting the assets around Joel Embiid because you have to get rid of guys like JJ Redick Jimmy Butler stuff like that to keep Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and then those don't work out and then you move on to you got a rotating fan of people get someone who works well with him I don't care if they're a superstar or not and just let them play together that's all you need foreign players are hungry they're coming in this league they're hungry they want to get better every year every day and they work hard look at Giannis Antetokounmpo Jokic and Luka Doncic okay they work their tails off and they get better every year these three are the top three guys on the rise in the NBA right now John Morant is right there John Morant is right there but I also think John Morant is at his peak right now this year I don't I, don't, I think he's hit his ceiling but Giannis, Jokic, and Luka Doncic, they have continued to get better and stay hungry. Just like John Morant. John Morant's one of those unicorns. And the Memphis Grizzlies are lucky to have him because he's an American player that hasn't given up. Hasn't come in the league and said, I want my money and that's all I care about. And no, I, I don't need to work hard. I can rely on what I did when I was in college. He has done the right things. And I applaud him for that. And I wish more... American players coming in the league would do that because we're getting more and more of these players that it's a toxic environment when you got James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis, all American players that just, they're, they're lazy guys. They're lazy. They're whiners and complainers. They're spooled. They're overprivileged. The best teams will win out in the NBA playoffs, and that's because of this new era. The best teams are going to win out. Chris Paul took a $14 million pay cut this year. He's going to take a bigger one next year. And that team is in, is is 
possibly on its way to the Western Conference Finals. Um, it, it is neck and neck with the Suns right now because of Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is carrying that team, and he has the ability to do that because he's got good quality guys around him, but he doesn't have another star to kind of defer to and figure it out. Guess what? They've been better since they got rid of Porzingis. They've been better since Porzingis hasn't been in the lineup. They've been better since then. Why is that, guys? Because Luka is a great player, and he needs to be surrounded by a good team around him. Dallas understands that, and they're doing well. Now, as Luka grows and progresses, maybe he can use a veteran guy to come in there and help add some points to the team and stuff like that and take some more possessions away from him. Sure, but right now, he's not that player yet, and Dallas understands it, and Dallas is doing the right thing. But the Suns, I believe, are going to win that series. I believe the Suns will win that series. That is a team that has meshed together really well to me. If you look at the Western Conference, it has two of the best composed teams. Um, there's only two others that, that I think are better, and that's the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks over in the West or in the East. But the Golden State Warriors uh, and the Phoenix Suns have a lot of similarities. But you look at those teams, they're organically built together. They brought in one veteran on the Phoenix Suns that is a buy-in guy. He has always been a pass-first guy. He's always been a team guy, and he runs your team and runs the floor, right? He's a floor manager. He's a floor general, and he is going to make sure that Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton maximize their potential out there on the court as well as some of these other guys you know bridges and um johnson and crowder like these guys they're they're playing better because they're on the suns and that's because of chris paul so that is the biggest problem that i'm seeing with these teams they want to come in they want to win now they want to make trades do all this stuff and at the at the end of the day you can't do that you have to grow organically look at the miami heat and look at what they've done they have a core group of young players around them around Jimmy Butler. That's it. If this team with Jimmy Butler and you've got, you know, Tyler Hero, you've got Duncan Robinson who can come in and, and hit shots, you've got Cam, uh, Bam out of Bayou, you know, these, these are all guys that know how to win. You you bring in Victor Oladipo and you bring in Kyle Lowry, some veterans in the league that can help those younger guys mature. You're not bringing in possession hogs you're not bringing in guys that take a bunch of shots away and guess what the team is getting better they're better this year than they ever have been because they bring in top level veteran guys that don't want to just take a bunch of shots that are willing to come and buy in and be a part of a winning team that's why the miami heat are winning that's why they beat the philadelphia 76ers and they're moving up memphis grizzlies look at the same thing you got john morant and he is surrounded by a lot of talent because guess what they even took a game from the golden state warriors Okay, they took a game from the Gold State Warriors without John Morant. Like, seriously, how does that happen? Well, it did. And that's because it's a good core group of guys who know how to buy in and play together. Now, are they going to beat Golden State? No. Golden State's going to beat them tonight. Golden State will end up moving on. But that just shows more and more of how good a team the Grizzlies are. John Morant leads the way, but you got a great team around him. You can't have all these guys mixing together of all these superstars. Too many possessions. There's not enough possessions to go around for these guys to get all the shots they want. They're going to get upset. They're going to have their feelings hurt. They're going to whine and complain on TV, and you got to avoid that. Okay? Golden State Warriors, great job, obviously. Uh, the Phoenix Suns is a fantastically built team, and I do think they're going to beat the Mavs. I think they're a better composed team. I think that they, they buy in together. Uh, better than the Mavericks, and all it takes is Luka Doncic not being able to get to 30 points because last night, what they have to do? He needed 33, 
11 rebounds and eight assists to move past the Phoenix Suns. Okay, fine. You can do that. But are you going to be able to do that again? Are you going to be able to do that performance again? Okay. By the way, you had 19 and 18 from Reggie Bullock and um, uh, Brunson, I believe. Are you going to be able to get that performance from those guys again? Like, is that going to continue to be able to happen? I don't know. So that's the risk you run when you got one guy. Is if he has one bad night, you are going to struggle. And that team's not as developed as the Grizzlies are right now with the surrounding pieces. So I do think the Suns will win. I think the Warriors will win out. I think the Heat will um, you know, continue playing very well. And the, the Celtics and Bucks, that one's so tough to me because you have two really great composed teams. You've got teams that are natu naturally and organically built together, and they buy in and play well together. Um, I, I think that's the best series we've seen so far in these playoffs is, is the Bucks celtics And uh, honestly, it's a really, really tough one. But I do see the Milwaukee Bucks moving on from that series. Uh, I just think that Giannis Antetokounmpo has, he has all the help he needs, and he understands how to play with them. Drew Holiday and Giannis are playing really great basketball together. You've got guys coming off the bench, stepping up and playing well. And when, if Chris Middleton can come back, that team's going to be that much better. What I would love to see in the finals would be the Bucks Heat. Well, they can't. No, sorry, not the Bucks Heat. In the Eastern Conference Finals would be the Bucks Heat. I think that's going to be a great, uh, great matchup. For those two teams, I'd love to see the defensive prowess of the Heat and that team come together to beat the dynamic player of Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then I think it's going to be the Warriors and the Suns, and that's going to be a phenomenal series. And I honestly think the Phoenix Suns will take that one this year. I think they will just because I've seen a few times where Golden State isn't quite clicking the way they used to. Jordan Poole has, like, he needs one more year to mature. Uh, to be consistent enough to help them every single night. There's games that he goes away. So I, I do think the Suns can win that series. I think they will. Um, so I do think it's going to be the Suns. And between the, the Heat and the Bucks, I think it's going to be the Bucks. Um, you know, but that depends on Chris Middleton. It does depend on Chris Middleton. I'm telling you, that's going to be the best series that we're going to see is the Bucks against the Heat. And then if it's the Bucks, I think the Suns will win. If it's the Heat, I think the Heat will win. I just think the Heat have a better matchup team against the Suns. So that's my predictions is if if the finals becomes the Suns and the Heat, I think the Heat are going to win. If it becomes the Suns against the Bucks, I think the Bucks, the uh, Suns are going to gonna win. So that's that's my predictions there. I love the Celtics and what they're doing. I think either team, the Bucks or the Celtics, can win that series, but I do think the Bucks will win out. Um that is my thoughts on it. And if you look at it, what is happening with these teams? What is happening with what's going on? It is the fact that teams are, hopefully teams are starting to learn and see from who is winning and who is in the playoffs and how they're playing in the playoffs that you need one guy to be your guy. Spread the wealth. Share the wealth. Let some of these other small market teams, you know, let some of these teams that haven't had a lot of great success get some of these superstars too. Send somebody to Orlando. You know, send somebody to Charlotte. Send somebody to New York and, and some of these teams that, that are struggling. Oklahoma City. Send some of these superstars out to those teams because you need one guy, and then you need to build a good core around them. That's what you need to do. That's what winning success is happening, and that's why teams are winning right now and doing so well. If you look at the Golden State Warriors, 
that is still Steph Curry's team with a great core around him. Now, yeah, Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are, are studs themselves, but it's not like LA's version of a big three. It's very different than James Westbrook and Davis. So look at these teams. Look at what they're doing. Look at the Suns. You know, the Suns have a big three. And the Suns, sorry, Aurora got riled up there if you guys heard that. But um, the Suns have a big three, you know, in Paul, um, Aiton, and Booker. But again, that's Chris Paul leading the way, okay? Joel Embiid can lead the way for the Sixers, but the problem is when you need points, when you need threes, when you need guys getting up and down the court, that's a team that needs to be dominating in the beginning of the game and having a lead and being competitive. They, it's hard for them to come back in games. It's hard for them to come back if they're 10 points down at any given point because they they got to get up and down the court. They got to make things happen. So you got to be a little picky and choosy sometimes maybe with who your superstar is. If it's going to be a guy in the paint, you need a strong defensive team to, to go along with that. If you have a guy who's leading the way like Steph Curry or um, Chris Paul, then you need a team that's good offensively around them. Yeah, defense is great, but you don't have to have a strong defense uh, to dominate that way. But yeah, that that's my thoughts anyway. Um, I love the teams that are winning and moving forward right now. I love the way things are shaking out. It is showing that stop invest over-investing in these superstars. Stop paying them so much money. Build a great team organically, naturally. Give guys who put in their years with your team and play well with your superstar. And, you know, it's like it's like their best best friends and brothers on and off the court like the Golden State Warriors, like what's happening in Phoenix right now. Invest in that and you will win, right? So that is my thoughts on the NBA, on the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, they're going to continue to struggle. They need to make some moves there. They need to make a shift. I don't think Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to be a good fit together. Uh, so they're going to continue to struggle unless they make something happen and move one of those players um, same thing in LA with the Lakers. You got to move. If you're not going to move LeBron James, which I understand you wouldn't want to move LeBron James, you got to move Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Neither of them are working out the way they need to work out. I'm just telling you, they're not hungry. They're not super competitive. You need guys who are hungry and willing to buy in and willing to do what they need to do. You know, why don't you move Anthony Davis to the Minnesota Timberwolves and get Carl Anthony Towns? Because Carl Anthony Towns is a guy who's willing to beat and bang in the paint. He knows what he needs to do. And I think he would be a much better fit with LeBron James. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know what you'd like to see. But, uh, you know, that's our thoughts on the NBA playoffs. And we'll see how it goes moving forward. Definitely exciting series coming up. And we love to see the best teams coming together and winning. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you again next week.